My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today. We have a very, very exciting guest coming on our show. The guest I'm bringing on, Sonia Keeve. She's an international Amazon best-selling author, speaker, podcaster, and consultant. But it doesn't stop there, you guys. She's also a wife, mother, mentor, and a leader in her community. Her passion lies in emerging career professional women turn their passion into projects, into thriving businesses to generate a secondary income for their households. Sonia is the CEO of Sisters with a Voice Podcast Network, where she helps women entrepreneurs get unstuck from thinking about podcast, podcasting to building, launching, as well as monetizing all within 30 days, which is incredible. She's also the executive director and host of two podcast shows, Begin and Again, and Inspiring Nations, an international podcast show. Welcome to the show, Sonia. Thank you so much for taking the time of your day. How's it going? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me, Brittany. I'm happy to be here. Um, it's such a pleasure having you here. But Sonia, before we really dive in, do you mind just taking us back a little bit and telling us a bit of your story? How did you get to where you are today? I mean, you're living the life that you know people dream of. So tell us a little bit of maybe the history as to how you got to where you are today. Absolutely. So, of course, I was not always in podcasting. Um, as you said, Brittany, it, is, it has become the life that I now love. But I started in corporate America and I was working for a top financial institution. And my dream at that time was to become the next senior vice president of this company. And so I'd worked really hard over the years to establish myself and to get promotions, um, to be the go-to person. And for me at that time, I had previously worked in other industries. I came from the financial sector and being young, I just kept hopping job to job, chasing the money. That was kind of my thing, especially in my early twenties. Um, but when the, uh, the economy tanked in 2008, I really struggled to find a job um, in the financial sector. And so I had to pivot and I was interested to the mortgage industry. And so I worked at this company um, for five years. And for me, that was pivotal because I'd never been in one place that long. So to be in one place for five years, I said, well, you know what, this is the place where I'm going to land. You know, I had all of these big lofty goals. And then in 2015, the senior VP of my division at that time had come into town and wanted to personally meet with me because I, at this time, had the opportunity to start working from home like a couple of days a week. So for those that, you know, pre-pandemic, you know, to be able to work from home in corporate America was like the caveat of everything. Right. And so, right. So I got to work from home, you know, and, you know, take get my children off to school in the morning. I mean, it was just like such a great setup. And so to hear my boss reach out to me saying the senior VPs in town wants to meet with you. I said, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, he must have heard all the wonderful work that I'm doing because again, I'm still like 
you know, promotion is here, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the next senior VP. Um, right. And so I, get, you know, I get to the office, you know, I have, I'm working from home at that time. So I, of course, I have to come into the office. And then, you know, when I get to the office and is so excited to meet up, you know, I extended my hand to say, hello, so nice to meet you. And his next response out of his mouth was, I'm sorry, but due to a reorganization, we're going to have to let you go. And this was in 2015. And so now I'm experiencing my second layoff for the first, you know, for the second time in my professional career. But that time it really struck a chord with me because here I am, I, you know, I've done everything everyone was asked. I come in early, I stay late, you know, I'm trying to get this promotion, you know, I'm on track. And so now the train is off the track and it's like, okay, what do you do? And I will tell you, I, I cried for probably seven days straight um, because I felt like in that moment of failure, you know, I no longer had this job and I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And um, I was able to pivot and get, you know, get myself back on my feet. But in that moment, I recognized how vulnerable I was being so um, so committed to the job, to the company that when it's taken from you, you don't know what to do. So I realized I, you know, I've got to have a fallback. I've got to have something else outside of this corporate job. Um, because I've already experienced the layoff for the second time. I don't want to go through this again or be caught off guard. And so I, um, decided to launch a t-shirt line. And that T-shirt line was called Walk in Love to uh, Walk in Love to Creations. And I created this shirt and said, hashtag walk in love, because at that time on social media, I was just sharing kind of inspirational posts. And a lot of times I was doing that because I was trying to inspire myself because, you know, here I'm, you know, I'm laid off from a job and I don't know what to do, but I don't want to fall into a place of depression. So I kind of would just share these posts out there and I would end it with hashtag walk in love. Well, I did okay with the t-shirt line. It was something new, never tried it before. Um, and then I got approached to do a book project to really share my story in an anthology called Women Inspiring Nations. And so this gave me the opportunity to kind of just share my story of from a corporate layoff to, you know, going through the process of how do you discover your purpose? How do you figure out what is that thing that you are so good at that you would do it mm -hmm. even if you didn't get paid for it? And so I got a chance to travel and, you know, get, get on the circuit to talk about my story as a co-author. So now I'm a published author. So I'm super excited about this and I realized, okay, I need to do more. And right. in so in 2018, so now there's three years later after the corporate layoff, um, I was able to land another job. So I'm working again, but I'm now building, starting to build a business. And so I started a podcast show and I did the podcast show. Um, somebody actually talked to me about podcasting because I was an aspiring entrepreneur at this time looking to figure out what's that next. So they talked to me about podcasting. And the only thing I honestly knew about podcasts was a true crime podcast that my coworker said I should listen to because at this time I had a two hour commute to work. Um, I had to now travel farther. I'm not working from home anymore, but I'm doing what I have to do. So, but I definitely need something to combat what I call road rage because sitting in two right. hour traffic after working at, you know, eight to 10 hour day, you're exhausted. But I was, I was just really intrigued by this true crime podcast. And 
So that was kind of my only introduction. And so I thought, well, how could I start a podcast? And I imagined myself just interviewing like incredible people from around the world. That was kind of my premise. But I said, well, in order to have that, I've got to have people to interview. I have to have people to say yes. And so I just put a question out there on social media and I said, hey, if I start a podcast, would you be my guest? Not knowing what the response would be, but to my surprise, 50 women said yes. And we launched, well, I launched Inspiring Nations with Sonia Keeve, March 10th of 2018. And I haven't looked back. Sonia, thank you so much for taking the time to, you know, share that story because the fact that you're able to be vulnerable about it, it's so relatable. And that is, you know, that's what I'm looking for in my show. So yeah. it's it, it's hard, like when you're so devoted to you know, I hear this so often to the corporate jobs before, yes. you know, before yes. we uh, turn yes. into entrepreneurs yes. ourselves, yeah. the devotion, yeah. but then it's almost like you're just a number sometimes to them, yes. right? Yes. After putting everything, everything, your whole heart and soul into it, right? Yes. A lot of the time and run yourself <laughs> to the ground and then mm-hmm. to just be laid off it's, yeah. and not even knowing where to start, where to go. Right. 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 Absolutely. Well, I love the fact that you're into podcasting and you mentioned that you didn't know much about it. I was the same way when I started. I'm like, what the heck is a podcast? I've yeah, heard of it, but I have yeah. never even listened to one. <laughs> um, however, this is, an, this is incredible. Now, do you mind just diving in exactly to, uh, I guess, today's date, where are you at exactly with the podcast? And uh, I mean, what were the biggest intentions behind it and to keep going with it? Well, like I said, when I started with those 50 women, I was incredibly scared. Um, So for those of you that are listening, that you're just not starting a podcast, I will tell you right now, do it, even if it's messy. And so when I started with these 50 women, you know, I didn't even have the name of the show before they said yes, but I knew once they said yes, I had to be ready. And three months into the show, We were heard in three countries and across the United States. And it snowballed to where by July of that same year of 2018, I had sold out my entire guest spots for that year. And in 2019, we went to be heard in over 164 countries. And I say that to say this started with me not having a clue what I was doing, but I knew that I just wanted to inspire others. And the stories and the topics that we talked about on Inspiring Nations did exactly what it was intended to do, was to inspire people's lives, to transform them, to show them that if one of my guests who had her daughter who had committed suicide, and now she was raised with having to raise her granddaughter to find her passion and her purpose, Then she became and went around the world to help other mothers who were experiencing an unimaginable loss. And how do you still go on when you've lost your own child or stories where women have walked away from corporate jobs, not knowing the plan, but knowing that there's got to be more out there and discovering their purpose. It just it just inspired a movement. And what I found was it gave me so much hope 
And it encouraged me, even in the midst of my own loss of a job, you know, I looked forward every Wednesday night to meeting the next woman. And I did have one gentleman who did come onto the show and he was doing a docu-series called, Will You Marry Me? And I thought, you know, this is a woman type show. Like what, you know, is he going to talk about marriage from the woman's perspective? But he Mm -hmm. actually did the docu-series with the perspective of what was that defining moment that the gentleman reached out to ask the woman, will you marry me? And it ended up being one of my highest rated shows that year in 2018. And it just opened the doors to a realization that there are so many stories out there that people don't get to hear. And had I not launched my podcast show, these stories would have never been told. And so I have people every day who will reach out to me on social media and say, I listened to the latest episode and I was so inspired by you. And funny enough, though, my audience is primarily women. I have a lot of men who say they were inspired um, by the stories. And so that's what keeps me going because I feel like I have a duty to step into a space that where women only represent 22% of all podcasters in the world. And so if each of us created a platform where we could share our expertise, where we could build community, why not do it in a space where you can do it virtually? Because as we know, when 2020 hit, so many people, again, either lost jobs or they were sent home. And my show was the thing that helped so many people that I didn't even know that I had not even met around the world. Um, And so, you know, so it was a divine thing to the show to be called inspiring nations because that is exactly what it's doing inspiring nations and we're um, approaching season five of the show and um and it is the thing that i absolutely love doing every single day i love it i mean you found your you know your your calling and your passion and you were successful with it on top of it which is huge so, you know, Sonia, tell me a bit about, you know, the, the women that you work with, the entrepreneurs, um, you know, getting them to, you know, stop thinking about podcasting, starting podcasting, to building and monetizing all within 30 days. Let's talk a bit about that. And I'll let you dive right in. Yep. So because of the success of the show, Um, as always, I feel like God always pulls on me for more, um, because I, you know, in my prayers, I always ask God, how can I enlarge my territory? And so in 2020, um, while I was working, I, uh, started my business sisters with the voice podcast network, and I took everything I learned on how to build my own show. No one helped me how to do it. I figured it out myself and built it from the ground up. But there were definitely some trials and challenges and part and many days where I wanted to give up trying to put the show together. Um, and so I figured, let me create a roadmap, a success roadmap where I could help women who are out there who are like, you know what, I would love to start a podcast. I would love to connect and build community. I would love to share my expertise. And so when that the company launched, I started with a few students and I, and of course, again, when I talk about doing something scary, 
No, I'd never taught before, but I just used what I learned in corporate America of how I taught myself to learn the job. And I said, you know what, let me create steps. Let me create uh, a roadmap. And so we started with those few students and guess what happened? They launched their podcast shows and it was like, oh my God, this actually worked. I mean, because, you know, when you're in this space of entrepreneurship, you know, a lot of us get into it with just this passion that we want to do this one thing. But in the back of our minds, we're always like, is this really going to work? Like, will people actually pay me to do this? And, you know, and so when they came in and the program, and then they were like, this program blew me away. Like I actually, I can't believe it. I went from thinking about a podcast. I've been wanting a podcast for two years, five years, 10 years. I get inside of your program and 30 days later, I actually have a show. And then when they see people in other countries are downloading, I mean, they, they just blow up my emails were like, just appreciative of thank you. And they, and that for me is what solidified this is what I was supposed to do all along. And I realized my superpower is teaching um, because I know how I would want it to happen. Like, of course, I wish I had somebody that helped me when I launched the show um, of all the tears and being up all night trying to edit a show. But now I take that and I help people with ease because that's what people want. And so that's how people are able to monetize it because I took what I knew used my gifts for a greater purpose. And now others around the world are launching their own powerful podcasts. Amazing. Now, I think also the fact that you've done it, you've, you've faced the challenges, you know, no, I know, you know what not to do. Yes. You know, you can, you can save them a lot of time for making the same mistakes, you know, which makes a huge difference. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. So how do you go about finding that client, that the right fit client to acquisition? What is your strategy? I absolutely love getting people on a call Um, because I think like we are all inundated with emails and videos and email blasts. I like to have, I I still believe in the power of the telephone. Um, You know, the days, you know, I am not a big texter. um, So I'm probably telling my age. But I, I believe in getting on a call with somebody and just talking with them and, and, and understanding, you know, what is it, why do they want to start a podcast, right? I always start there because anything we do, I say, start with the end in mind. So why is it that you want to start a podcast? So they'll share with me and then I'll ask them, well, what have been your, some of your challenges that you have faced with trying to do it um, in the past? And, you know, and it's a, di- and it's different reasons, whether it's time, it was too complicated, or I found it, you know, was so expensive. And so I start to, mm-hmm. I start to find out some of the pitfalls that they've experienced And once I find out those things that have kept them from launching, um, then we kind of sit down, you know, over a 15 minute strategy and we, you know, and I tailor a potential strategy for them and for their situation. And usually by the end of that call, um, they're ready to take that next step, which is to launch their show. Um, So that's kind of how I find my ideal clients. Now, of course, there are calls where, you know, we get on it and they realize, well, you know what? you know, thank you for the information, but I don't think this will be a good fit for me. And that's okay Mm -hmm. because it's not for everybody, but at least 
you know, but at least they get introduced to it because I always say, because maybe the time isn't right for them now, they may come to me years later, but they'll remember me because I had that personal touch with them. Like I just didn't send an email. I just didn't try to solicit them for sales because that's not what I'm about. I'm really about you understanding how this industry can help you you know, find your voice, you know, how it can help brought, brought, you know, broaden your experience. Um, because I'm finding even today, there's still so many people that don't really know the power of this tool, but when it's done correctly and leveraged, right, it can be something that you enjoy because I say this should not be a job. It should be a mission. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's incredible that you're building that relationship on a call and you're, you're totally cool if it's not a fit for them, because it's like you said, it's not a fit for everyone, but you, you know, the fact you listen to where the chokeholds are for some of them that are a fit and where the problems sit and you offer your solutions and then it's up to them based on the relationship, you know? So I think relationship based. Yes connections are the best. And with a podcast, you know, you have so much authority and credibility already having already going to season five. Yes. You know, they know that they know who you are, they can trust you and stuff like that. Yeah. Makes a big difference. Yep. Absolutely. So how do you go about monetizing your own podcast? Well, there's several ways. And what I will tell you, sponsorships is not the only way it is a way but it's the hardest way especially when you're just starting out so i tell people Mm -hmm. use what you have in your hands so have you written a book have you do you have coaching programs do you have tangible products if you do your podcast show is the place where you can advertise for free without paying extra dollars to tell people, hey, I just launched a brand new book or I just launched a brand new series or whatever that thing is for you. And you can advertise for free because statistics have shown 54% of podcast listeners who have tuned into a podcast have admitted that they have bought a product or service that they heard on a podcast show. I mean, cause think about like when you're in your car and your radio, like how many times do you hear a commercial about McDonald's or Taco Bell and they have a new special and all of a sudden you weren't hungry, but now you are hungry and you're on the road and you're like, you know what? Let's get off the road and go get something to eat at McDonald's. It's the same way with your podcast. It's that constant using this tool to talk about what you do and the things that you have to monetize it. Also, if you're a podcast host, you know, you can charge your guests to be on your show, but there's a caveat to that. If you're going to charge guests to be on your show, there's got to be what's in it for them as the guests to come onto your show, because maybe you have an amazing network and, you know, and you, you're tapped into six and seven figure entrepreneurs. So guess what? They're trying to get to that level. So your expertise is what they need to pay for to, you know, be in your right. circle. So you could charge to have guests on your show. Um, but it, it just depends upon what it is that you're looking for in terms of monetization, because 
the the goal is what you're going to be setting. So it ends up starting with what's the goal first, then you can create monetization strategies. And then of course, sponsorships come in when you have a very popular show where people yeah. are really tuning in, getting some transformations. Because when you think about that average podcast listener, they're tuning in for either some help, some tips, resources, they want to go to the, be able to take that next step. And if your expertise allows them to do that, guess what? That attracts advertisers because they're like, Hey, you know, like my microphone that I'm using that company is like, you know, I have great sound on my show. And it's like, what microphone do you use? Well, guess what? That company will be a sponsor on your show because guess what? You're utilizing their products. So they're like, we'll use your audience so that they can buy the product that we're selling. And that's how you can get those sponsorship dollars. But don't go into it with the idea that I'm going to automatically get sponsors. And also do not go into podcasting with the idea that you're going to be a millionaire. Because if you come into this space with the sole purpose of only making money and not having impact, you will not be in this industry very long. Amen, sister. Yes, I agree. You know, you can't be attached to that money outcome. You really can't. You got to. And honestly, the most people that are going to tune in are those people that you are attracting because of the value that you're adding, right? You're changing lives. Absolutely. So I agree with you there a hundred percent. So what would you say some of the biggest challenges are in regards to maybe with, with clients, you know, and those self-sabotaging thoughts, or maybe they have some limiting beliefs that you have overcome with them. What, what are some of the challenges that you have faced, um, as a, a coach and mentor? Um, I think some of the challenges that I faced is just getting people to really understand what a podcast is and what it's not. Many people think, well, Facebook live and Instagram live, that's a podcast. No, that's a video. <laughs> yeah, it's it's more There's involved. Yeah, there, there there is a difference. So it's getting them to really make that connection of what a podcast is and how people consume them. Um, I think that's really the biggest challenge um, because once they once they understand the differences. I can help them through the rest with challenge, you know, coming up with content, you know, being able to have more engagement. I can, I can help them with that. But outside of that, that I think that is just the biggest challenge. It's just the education piece of what is a podcast? How does it help you have credibility, visibility, and profitability? How does this tool help you to leverage all of those things when you just simply doing it from the, you know, comfort of your own home. So it, it's, it's just the unknowing and pushing through those self-sabotaging beliefs of what they've seen other people doing to say that doesn't have to be you, but it does require you to probably find the right person to help guide you so that you don't fall into that space where you feel like you've been taken. Interesting. I like that. Yeah. Finding the right person is really important. I think, you know, everyone's a fit for someone else. And, you know, um, but you mentioned authority and credibility. Like I know we also talked about it earlier, but it is true. And the opportunities that I think every entrepreneur should have a podcast, uh, especially because you're reaching people globally, never mind just in your own town or the city you live in. Now you're opening up doors internationally. Yes. Which is incredible. Yes. yes. 
would you mind telling us a bit about the opportunities that you have found throughout having the podcast just like that might have come globally. I know you mentioned you're in so many countries already, 164, is that correct? Yes, yes. It's incredible. Yep, Yep. Um, I will tell you, it's opened up so many doors. I, you know, when I first got into entrepreneurship, I thought I would become this motivational speaker. That was like the dream. Like everybody was becoming a motivational speaker until my coach was like, what are you going to help and transform people's lives. I said, I'm just going to motivate people. That's what I do. She said, that's not how this works. <laughs> and so well, I was like, oh, okay, well, let me figure out then what it is I'm going to do. And so when I launched the podcast show, it allowed me to be tapped for speaking engagements because people heard the content on the show and they were like, you know, I love your story. I love what you had to share. I would love for you to speak in front of my audience. So it opened those doors. It opened me up to more authorship opportunities. Since my podcast, I have co-authored four additional anthologies and I'm working on my own solo book. So that will be coming. Um, And because of my podcast show, I was able to host my very first in-person conference in 2022 called Podcasters Rock for Women in Business. And so that was my first live event and it ended up being a success that, you know, we are, you know, going this year um, with the event as well. Um, so it is open, it's open, and then it's made, and then it's opened me up to other people around the world. So I have more friends than I can count simply because of the connections I've been able to make. And I don't believe for one minute, any of it would have happened if I did not have that podcast. Um, because it, you know, people now, when they look me up and they Google me, they see inspiring nations. They see sisters with the voice podcast network. They see all the things that I do. And I, and it's funny, even in social media, I will have people who will reach out to me and go, Hey, um, so I've been stalking you for a couple of years now. And I'm so impressed with your journey. Like people have been watching my journey, you know, go from building this show on an international stage to, you know, being a best-selling author and, and so much more. And while those things are great, it's really the impact of what people tell me, how I make them feel when they come onto the show or when they've been at my conference or they've had a strategy session with me. That to me is worth so much more than gold because it's helped me to build relationships and people trust me. And you know, in business, people will work with those they know, like, and trust. So I've always been about integrity at my core and being authentically me where, you know, in corporate space, I was always told, you know, don't speak up, you know, just let other people do the work. Don't say anything. Um, to now I get to create my schedules. I get to, I get to work with the people I want to work with. Like I'm not forced to work with people who don't want to work with me. I work with people who want to be in my space and who are honored to be there and vice versa. You know, had I not had the podcast show, I wouldn't be on your show, Brittany. So it's full circle. I'm glad you shared because, you know, that's what I wanted to share with my audience, you know, just an example of how much has come to fruition just from having the podcast. So in-person conferences, co-authored, all these things. So incredible. Absolutely. Well, what would you say is your main focus for 2023? I know you mentioned the book. Is there any other desires within the podcast, within the business that you're looking to um, accomplish this year? Yes. 
So definitely um, the first thing is I'm definitely working on publishing my first solo book. So I've said it here on the show. So now it's out there. So now I can <laughs> do it. Um, it, it it's time um, for me to, you know, really help people, you know, to be in this podcasting space. So I'm definitely taking my expertise to, to print. And I'm also um, hosting again, this year's conference, Podcasters Rock the experience. And so this year it is open to men and women. And so it will be on October 27th and 28th in Fredericksburg, Virginia. So if you're in the United States, in Virginia, um, I definitely want you to come. If you're in in somewhere in the other countries, definitely fly. I would definitely want to meet you in person. Um, So I'm really, I'm really excited about, you know, about the conference um, this year. Um, And I just feel like the sky's the limit um, to what's, what's possible. And I'm, and I'm just ready for it all. I'm ready for all the experiences um, that life has to bring. Uh, But at the end of the day, I'm just so grateful um, to have the time freedom to do what I do. I'm there for my, you know, my children, my husband, and we just get real. I, I just really get to wake up every morning with this grateful heart, um, because of what started with just a vision, which started with a podcast show. It branched out to all of these beautiful gifts that I didn't know I had in me and it's connecting me to so much more. So I'm always ready for the more. And as long as I'm breathing, I'm going to continue to do this amazing work that I love to do every single day. Wow. I love it. Sonia, this has been absolutely amazing. I just want to thank, thank you, you again for, you know, taking the time of your day to come on. You guys, we did do a recording yesterday and my internet went out because they were doing maintenance. I don't even know. But Sonia, she is such a go-getter. She made it work today to, you know, get on and re-record. So yeah. I'm very appreciative. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And Sonia, if anyone's looking to connect with you and what you have to offer, I mean, you have a great program going on. Yeah. What would be the best way to go ahead and reach out to you? So definitely reach out to me on all social media platforms at Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Sonia Keeve. So that's S-O-N-J-A. The last name is spelled K-E-E, B as in Victor E. Or for more information about my signature program, Launch Your Podcast in 30 Days, please visit my website at soniakeeve.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again. It was such a pleasure having you on, Sonia. Thank you, Brittany. It was my pleasure. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on just like Sonia did today to share your expertise, talk about the business and podcast, please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, guys. Catch you on the next one. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, 
download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.